Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is Seth Shostak, Senior Astronomer at the SETI Institute. This is Frank Joseph. I'm the author of an essay in the latest book, Lost Secrets of the Gods. Hi, this is Linda Godfrey, author of American Monsters. Hello, my name is Robert Salas. I'm the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. Hi, this is Nick Redfern, the author of Close Encounters of the Fatal Kind. Hi, my name is Bob Luca. And my name is Betty Andreessen Luca. Hi, this is Jesse Proofus, the producer of JFK, The Smoking Gun. Hello, this is Marty Langford. I'm the director of Doom, the untold story of Roger Corman's The Fantastic Four. Hi, this is Kevin Randall, author of Alien Mysteries, Conspiracies, and Cover-Up. Hi, this is Tracy Roberts, founder of Closet I'm Jeremiah Bombeck, the producer of The Real of Horror. Hi, my name is Bill Hall, author of The World's Most Haunted House. Hi, this is Micah Hanks, and I'm the author of the book The Ghost Rockets. And you're listening to Emmy on the Graveyard Shift Talk Show, blogtalkradio.com. Deep within the molten core of a dying star. From the snow-capped mountaintops of Middle Earth, orbiting above the Earth in a stolen alien spacecraft. The Graveyard Shift Online Radio Talk Show. Now, strap on your seatbelt, get ready to kneel, true believers, because here's your host, Emmy.
Wow, 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 wow. Hello out there in radio land. I am Emmy. This is The Graveyard Shift online radio talk show, the greatest online, the greatest radio show that ever has been, ever is, ever will be. I don't even care if that's proper grammar because we're so awesome that we go beyond proper grammar. And you are listening to us right now here on the one and only blog talkradio.com slash the graveyard shift. So, wow, it's been a while, guys. I think the last time that we uh, actually um, had this was back in, well, I want to say about last December, I believe. And there's a lot of stuff that's been happening since then, huh? But before I get to that, let me give you the, 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 the dealio just in case you would like to call in and talk to Emilio uh, or Emmy. That's really what I'm referred to as, of course. So if you want to call in and chat with me about what I will be discussing tonight, which is bound to be a doozy, you can call area code 347-237-5187. Once again, that's area code 347-237-5187. Seven, and I uh, would gladly uh, take any um, questions you have about the uh, subject matter. So what is the subject matter tonight? Guys, this is the first episode of Season 7 of the Graveyard Shift's audio uh, version. It's uh, t- titled, rather, Nibiru Ate My Homework, because you know, you know how dogs are about homework, right? <laughs> Except this ain't about a dog! Anybody that knows anything about this knows exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, tonight I'm going to attempt something that, you know, a lot of paranormal hosts that are not in support of this subject try, and that's attempt to debunk it. And, of course, you and I out there in the real world know anytime anyone ever tries to debunk any type of conspiracy theory, they're automatically labeled as heinous, false, wrong, you name it. So uh, I know that. I know that that's something that's a risk I'm going to have to take. If any of you are out there and happen to be, um, you know, believers in this thing before I go any further, before I even begin it, and, um, you know, if anything I say upsets you, too freaking bad. I mean, I don't know what to tell you guys. We can't agree on everything, right? You know, you're just going to have to uh, kind of breathe in and out and just, it's going to be okay. Let's just put, and that, that should be taken on multiple levels. So what has been going on with the graveyard shift? Why, Emmy, why did you wait so long to broadcast What's going on? Well, a lot of things have been going on, as uh, many of you know who know me. I, uh, you know, I have a, a little, well, not a little, an injury in my back. And, you know, I realize that's not something that's, you know, unusual. I mean, there's a lot of people out there with back injuries and neck injuries and whatever else injuries. And, well, with my injury, um, it kind of puts me out of commission for a brief, you know, well, for a period of time. You know, couple that with the fact that, you know, quite frankly, I, I'm a dad also and a husband. I've got a family, kids, and, you know, it, I can't always just sit here and broadcast. I know I did it before. I'm going to try to do it again, but it's not always easy for me. Uh, in fact, quite frankly, most of the time, it's actually very hard. So, um Anyway, that's that's one reason. The other thing is, for those of you that have been following me on Facebook, which, by the way, if you want to follow me on Facebook, there's so many ways to follow me. You can just go to Facebook.com slash Emmy Shogun or just look me up, Emilio Diaz. I pretty much add anybody who sends me a friend request within reason, of course. And, of course, you can join our Graveyard Shift group page, which is always getting new members. Uh, we actually... We get we get new members pretty frequently, actually. So, um, at any rate, there's that. And um, what else? Oh, I'm sorry, I was distracted. 
Um, we are also on Twitter. So if you want to comment at all on anything that I'm discussing tonight, you can go to our Twitter feed, which is hashtag Emmy Shift Show, and you know, tell me how crazy I am or whatever. Emmy, you suck. I don't know. Whatever you want to tell me. You guys know I'm open to whatever. And uh, that's basically it now. In addition to that, gosh, how could I forget? I was contacted by a network out of L.A. called Bid Chat, B-I-D-C-H-A-T. And um, they wanted me to do a show with them. They wanted me to do a video format show. And I was actually poised to move from here, from Blog Talk, over to Bid Chat. And point in fact, I actually did do several um, live streaming episodes over there. For those of you that don't know anything about what I'm saying and you want to check them out, obviously don't don't click on this this particular tab in your browser, but you can open a new window, a new tab, whatever, and go to uh, bidchat.com and you know, obviously you have to sign up. It's free. It's an app that you can get on any electronic device and also on your PC browser. It's called Bid Chat again. And once you sign up and whatever, uh, you can search for my show. It's called the same thing, Graveyard Shift. Or you can try searching for me, Emilio Diaz. And there's a, a whole bunch of videos on there. I would recommend uh, listening to the most recent ones because those are the ones that I kind of gotten more uh, a handle on the whole video format thing. And, and you know, it was um, it, it's fun to do it that way, but it just I, I still haven't quite got the 100% hang of the whole the whole mess. And I'm trying to wrap my 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 hands around it. I mean, quite frankly, guys, you know that I'm a one man show. Okay, you know, well, except for Steve, Steven, I mean, he's you know, he's he's my left hand man. And shut up, Steven. I, I just complimented you. But there's nothing wrong with left hand. Okay? There's, what? What what's wrong with being left handed? There's a lot of people who are left handed. Are you are you dissing left handed people, Steven? Steven, just do your job, shut up. Anyway, so <laughs> um it's uh you know something that I'm I'm trying to work on and and you know we'll just have to see uh where it goes and I don't know I may I may stay with them I may not I'm I really don't know at this at this point I'm really not sure. So um that's that that's that basically. So, moving on. This episode season 7 episode 1 What is Nabiru? What is it? You know, I only, I have to admit to you. Actually, you know what? Before I go into that, there's something else I need to talk about, okay? Um, you know, we both know that there's a lot of stuff going on, right? I mean, there's, uh, <laughs> I seem to recall that there's an election happening right now in my in the U.S. For those of you out there in the world that, I don't know, if you're living in a cave, I guess, should pretty much know what the hell is going on. Or, you know, maybe if you're in North Korea, but actually, I I think even the North Koreans are aware of what's happening over here. So, um, you obviously know we're having an election, and I just can't believe I'm about to say this, but the ones that are the two candidates running for office and are Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. I Wow. Even even now, that just blows my mind because if you would have told me a year ago that Donald Trump going to be the candidate for president for the Republicans, I would have said you were crazy. And you know what? No disrespect to any of you Trump supporters out there. If you want to vote for him, please don't. <laughs> but, look, I'm sorry. I just really – I've been keeping quiet about this on Facebook, okay? I've been trying to not say anything. I've been trying to keep my opinions to myself because I don't want to offend anybody. But but you know what? We're living in very dangerous times right now. Anything can happen, and we do not want somebody who's going to be president that might be the most dangerous person we've ever elected. And now I know what you're about to say. Emmy, you just described Hillary Clinton, and you know what? I agree with you. 
I absolutely 110% agree that she also is a very dangerous individual to be president. But if you were to measure her versus Trump, it's like measuring an orange and uh, an orange virus. <laughs> don't I don't know. And I'm not going to sit here. I mean, this whole episode is not about Trump and Clinton, okay? I'm not going to sit here and go through all the motions of telling you why I think Trump shouldn't be president, okay? Do I think Hillary should be president? Quite frankly, no. So what do I think you should do? I'm not saying you should vote for third party. Because I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine, but I personally think that's a wasted vote. I'm sorry, but I do. I really do because and, – and, and you know what? I'm going to say it to you right now. The only way that voting for a third party would not be wasted is if the right amount of voters did it. And I mean to tell you it would have to be a catastrophically overwhelming majority to vote for one of the third party candidates and they would all have to vote for the same person, whether it be Gary Johnson or whatever that other woman is from the, for the, whatever, what is it? The green party. Is that what she's in? I something I forget. See, I don't even remember her name. How about that? What is, excuse me. What does that tell you? So, but the fact that I know Gary Johnson's name means he's marketing himself correctly, but the guy is crazy as hell. Have you seen him on the news? He's nuts. I mean, he does all these crazy. He did an interview with this reporter. It was a serious interview. She was trying to take him seriously, and he went, "I could go up on stage. I could get that bug. They did talk like that." I mean, what? What is that, dude? What are you doing? And if you watch his campaign videos, his own party's not even taking him seriously. And it's probably he probably knows. He probably realizes that he probably will not even come close to becoming president, you know, and, and that's pretty sad. I mean, we, we live in a country where anybody that's running for public office should have the same equal shot as the other people. That's uh, the other candidates running, but unfortunately the system that we're in, it's not like that. I'm not going to come right out and say it's rigged. Like Trump says, although it is a little bit, actually. Um, a lot of people like to say that they like him because he tells it like it is. He doesn't hold back. He says what everyone's thinking. Uh, I don't know who you think he's saying stuff that they're thinking. If he's saying what you're thinking, I'm very concerned. Um, you can't just... I, I, I'm sorry. I know I said I wasn't going to rant about this. I really apologize. If you guys want to forward through all this, that's fine. When you are in a public forum and you have the command of the microphone, that automatically gives you the power of attention. Okay. Now that level of attention will vary depending on who you are, what the mic forum is, and how long you have that mic for. And the mic can be anything. The mic can be just what I'm using now, just an actual mic. It can be a, a, a camera. Uh, it could be, well, I guess that's basically all that it could be. I don't know. Or, or no, actually, uh, it could be paper. It could be like a, a blog or a, a newspaper or a novel, wh whatever. The point is there are many different ways to go public with what you believe. And no matter how you decide to say your opinion and to say your your ideas and what you feel and whatever, what you say matters. The words that you write, the words that you use, the words that you enact have meaning. They're not just thrown away, okay? They don't just – if I say a light bulb is a glass of milk, I really hope you don't believe what I just said. If I do, then we have a serious issues 
really serious issue. Me saying a light bulb is a glass of milk, I'm lying to you. But guess what? Let's say we live in a in a world where there's someone out there who really does believe a light bulb is a glass of milk. What do you think that person's going to do? Well, it depends on the person, obviously. But if it's somebody that's been behaving the way that not all, but most Trump supporters have been behaving, and I will also include most fanatic Hillary supporters have been behaving, but mostly, I'm sorry, mostly the Trump supporters, um, that concerns me. Because what has been happening, if you watch any of the the footage, and I'm not just talking about the mainstream media footage, because I'm aware that one of the arguments is, oh, they're showing him wrong. Oh, they're showing the supporters wrong. The media is showing us in the wrong light. Okay, fine. You don't have to look at the mainstream media footage. You can just look at the one that he uses, his own footage that he himself approves of. It is very, 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 very concerning. And by the way, Dan, um, I remember you talking about your new album. And uh, if you want to call in and discuss it, that would be freaking awesome. I would love for you to promote that album. Um, And again, if any of you want to call in and yell at me because I'm talking smack about whoever, you can do so. The number here is Erico 347 Two three seven five one eight seven. That's area code three four seven two three seven five one eight seven. Anyway, um, so my point is, guys, is that whenever this man says something, it carries a meaning behind it, and because of the platform that he's using, that meaning is amplified to the point of possibly infinity and what makes it even more dangerous is the fact that there's no consequence for what he's saying no one is he's he's not hurting for it in the polls i'm not saying i want somebody to physically hurt him of course i don't i'm not saying i want anybody to physically hurt anybody but it should at the very least if it doesn't if it doesn't have you consider not voting for him, at the very least, it should cause great concern that this man has been on record saying to kick protesters. He's been saying that there are rapists in Mexico. He's been basically commanding Mexico to pay for the wall. He's been calling all kinds of names to women, degrading names to women, Hispanics, African-Americans. Can you honestly, honestly, I, I really want you to think hard about this. This has absolutely nothing to do with conservatism. I am a conservative, okay? You know that. I always have been. I am talking about actual just looking at a person for who they are, okay? Can you be honest with yourself and tell me that you can listen to what this man is saying and really support him 100%? If you cannot do that, then please do not vote for him. Because I have to be honest with you guys, I'm scared to death of this guy. I'm scared to death of him as an American. I'm scared to death of him as a Hispanic. I'm scared to death of him as a parent of a child on the ASD spectrum. I realize that he said that he's a great, you know, he has great respect for this group and that group. And you know what? I don't believe him because his. History says the opposite. And I guess all I'm asking is for those of you who are supporting him, I just want, I'm only asking you to just please step away from your political platform for a second. I'm begging you just for a moment, forget 
that he's a Republican. Screw that Hillary's a Democrat. No, really, I mean it. And just look at him from a human perspective. Can you honestly tell me that you 100% support everything this man has said? And do you believe that he really is the best choice we have for president? Once again, I am not saying to vote for Hillary. I'm not even saying to vote third party, whatever, whichever. I am just asking you, find it somewhere within you to do the right thing because this guy scares the hell out of me. And I want to be honest with you guys. I've never felt this fear with any other presidential candidate that I've had in my lifetime, not even with Obama. I mean, Obama scared me, okay? I won't lie to you. He terrified me, but not like this guy. This guy scares the shit out of me. Okay, I'm sorry. I took a lot of time with that. I wasn't, that was not my intention, and I truly apologize. Um, if any of you were offended by that, well, I don't know. I'm not going to apologize for what I said. You know what? I have my opinions just like anybody else. You want to unfriend me because of what I said? So be it. If that's if you're basing your friendship on me because of my political views, then obviously we're not really friends because I don't see my friends from their politics. That's not the way that I see friendship. I see friendship as a lot deeper than that. So if all you care about is whether or not I support your political opinion – if that's it, that's all you care about, and you don't care about anything else, you don't care about my family, you don't care about my children, you don't care about you know, anything else, then yeah, okay, go ahead and unfriend me then because that's not a friendship. That's, I don't even know what that is. All right, moving on. More fun topic. Nibiru, what is it? What the hell? And, and, and where can you get one? <laughs> all right, first of all, there is this whole just – insane and yeah I'm going to just go off on it like this because I really don't agree with it there's this insane just cult thought process about something called the Nibiru cataclysm and um it's nuts it's it's just I I, I don't even know where to start with this I mean you know what I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to break, and when I come back, I'm going to get into it. So stay tuned, guys. This is Emmy from the Graveyard Shift. I'll be right back. Put your warm feet on hold, Graveyard Shift fan. Our illustrious host, Emmy. Why the hell does he always say that word, illustrious? We'll be right back after this break with more shifty, yeah, like shitty awesomeness. I can't believe this guy. Who the hell does he think he is? Um, no. Okay. Um yeah, we'll uh we'll, we'll be right back. If you want to call in and tell Emmy how much he sucks and you cannot believe he talked that much about Donald Trump, oh my God, what the hell? You can call Eric code 347-237-5187. That's Eric code 347-237-5187. Or just, you can just tell him on Twitter too because he sucks so hard. Hashtag Emmy Shift Show. We'll be right back.
Apollo X. Request special permission to dock with the station. Uh, Roger, Apollo, you are go for station dock. Welcome aboard, Shifties. You're listening to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. Broadcasting live on blogtalkradio.com slash the Graveyard Shift. Follow us at hashtag Show for our Twitter feed. Stay punched in. We'll be back. live from a war-torn battlefield from atop a 200-foot-tall, last-of-its-kind woolly mammoth driving a bunch of drunk zombies on their way to an all-you-can-eat super flesh buffet. Teaching a cat how to speak fluent Klingon. You're listening to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. And now, just finished from sucker-punching your country's ruthless dictator, because he's just that damn cool. Here's your illustrious host. Abby.
Wow. Holy cow. Welcome back to the Graveyard Shift, guys. This is Emmy. You are listening to the next part of <laughs> uh, the show. And yeah, I'm doing a lot of throwbacks to uh, Nightkeep and uh, and uh, Holden there. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> what can I say, guys? I love your music. You guys have some of the best music. I've ever played on here. I mean, really, I, you know what, if, if any of you out there are not aware, I'm an absolutely huge fan of independent music. I, I think it's really some of the best music we have. And one of the bands that I play pretty religiously on here is uh night keep and also uh, East coast raid. I don't, I'm not sure if they're still called that anymore. I, I, uh, but um, you know, that this is Holden Strianez, Ricky Mosher, uh, Daniel Edenfield, and um, they are just some of the most talented musicians I've ever known. And um, you guys that know me out there know that I've known quite a lot of talented musicians. And one of their newest albums called The Night Keep. Uh, this is actually um, Dan Edenfield's album. And I, I uh, apparently want to make sure I say this correctly. Um, uh, I believe... Uh, okay. It looks like, um, I want to say, I think, I think Holden's in this one too. Um, Dan, if I, if I'm not right on that, uh, let me know, but, um, I, I think him and, and Holden do a do a track on this or maybe more than one. But at any rate, um you can see you can get the Night Keep, purchase it at um Night Keep, that's one word, nightkeep.bandcamp.com slash album slash X E X dash T E N E B R I S. In fact, I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put it on our Twitter feed because I'm just love these guys. Here I go. Okay, come on Twitter. Come on, Twitter. Come on, Twitter. Where are you at, Twitter? There we go. All right. I just did it. I tweeted it. It's on. So if you guys would like to hear more of that awesome music, that type of music, um, please feel free to go to that link I just put on our Twitter feed. That's hashtag Emmy Shift Show. In fact, there is one track I really wish I could have uh, played it tonight which is called X Tenebris. And um, it's actually, it has to do with the planet X with the Biru. So it's actually rather amusing that, um, that I'm talking about this and, you know, um, tried to upload it, but for some reason it won't let me. So I don't know what's going on. If I can, I'll do it. If not, oh, well. All right. So moving on, moving on. What is Nibiru? I've been talking about it this whole time. It's actually having to do with a doomsday scenario, okay? So it's, first of all, guys, it's not real. So you don't have to, like, marry your cat or anything unless you really love your cat. Uh, it's supposed to be this disastrous encounter between the Earth and a large planetary object, which has been dubbed Nibiru or Planet X, depending on who, you know, who you talk to or who you listen to um now okay hold on one second guys ah! there is a possibility here hold on stay with me everybody stay with me okay you know what guess what there's a possibility i might be able to play this thing i think i just figured it out holy crap Ha ha ha. Uh, the only problem is I don't know which file. Uh-oh. All files. Let me try that. Okay, here we go. Holy cow. I don't know which one of these are it. Uh, huh. Well, okay. I think I understand. It's basically the whole album. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Well, obviously, I'm not going to play the entire album because I want you guys out there to purchase it. But I'm going to see if it will let me. We will see Dan and Holden uh, 
Cross your fingers. <laughs> okay, anyway, while that's doing that. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is a doomsday event. It's supposed to happen. Now, it was supposed to happen so many times. The f- idea was first put forward by Nancy Leader in 1995, who was the founder of the website Zeta Talk. She describes herself as a contactee with the ability to receive messages from extraterrestrials from the Zeta Reticuli um, solar what star system. Uh, do an implant in her brain. I am not making this up. I wish I were. And um, anyway, she states that she was chosen to warn mankind that the object would sweep through the intersolar system in, wait for it, May 2003. And by the way, that date was later postponed, uh, which would cause Earth to undergo this physical pole shift that would destroy most of humanity. Well, the prediction was basically spread beyond her website and was actually embraced by a lot of internet doomsdayers. Most of them linked the event to what happened back in 2012. Do y'all remember that? You know, back in 2012, everyone thought the world would end because of the whole Mayan thingy. And I, I, I'm pretty sure we're still here. Although I don't know, based on this upcoming election, I'm beginning to wonder. I'm beginning to wonder. Well, since 2012, the whole cataclysm has it's been reappearing many, many different times. Uh, especially linked to newsmaking astronomical objects such as, you know, the comet Ison, Planet Nine, and um, basically, I, I actually have a clip of one particular news story that was mainstream media on CNN story, and where they actually do discuss this. Now they don't refer to it as Nibiru. They, they what they're doing is they talk about this. Um, extrasolar planet that's beyond Pluto. And I'm going to discuss this a little bit more later. So here, here's the clip from uh, CNN. Here we go. I. It's been almost 10 years since little Pluto was demoted mm-hmm. from being a planet, but today scientists from the California Institute of Technology have announced that they finally have solid evidence for a planet X a true ninth planet on the edge of our solar system. It's believed to be far beyond the orbit of Pluto, roughly the size of Neptune, with a mass ten times that of Earth. There are things out there, little icy objects, that are uh, orbiting in a funny way, and nobody was quite sure why. It seemed like there might be something with gravity pulling on them, but nobody quite understood. And finally, these scientists that you talked about uh, took a really hard look at it, did simulations, calculations, and they came up with the explanation, it probably is this giant planet. I, I think I read somewhere it orbits the sun every 10,000 to 20,000 years. Right. Uh, is that why no one has seen it to this no, point? No, that's not why. It's because it's so dim. It's, it's so far away that even though it's big, it's very, very dim and it would be very tough to spot with a telescope. I'm also fascinated at the idea that this planet could be so far out there and still our sun be the mass that is keeping it in the gravitational pull of our solar system. Right, right, yeah, but no, that's, it's true. That's incredible. And so there was a thought at one point from scientists that when they thought that there was something beyond Pluto, that it might have been all the mass of objects floating in the, in the Kyber belt, but it's not. Right, so, so the, all those objects are out there and they have a lot of mass, and originally the scientists said, look, a planet is such a crazy idea, maybe it's the Kuiper Belt itself that's pulling it on, on itself and making these, these orbits look funny. And, and when we talk about the, the mass of this planet X, this ninth planet, being ten times that of Earth, for those who are not scientists, what does that really mean, the mass of a planet versus Earth's mass? Well, if you could put it on a scale how much it would weigh. Yeah. I mean, that's really it. And, and so it's bigger, it's bulkier, it's, it's got more heft, it's got more gravity. It's this huge elephant in the living room, except we didn't know it was there. You mentioned that scientists haven't seen it yet because of how far away it is and right. how dim it is. Is there a way for them to get visual evidence? Yes. So, so the biggest telescopes in the world can theoretically see this thing if they're looking in exactly the right place. And with the publication of this new paper today, uh, they are now going to start to look in earnest. How much further out there is this planet X than the rest of the planets in the solar system? I mean, it's, it's well, it's, so, so Pluto we think of as the really out at the very edge, mm-hmm. the very farthest thing that you could call a planet, even though we don't anymore. <laughs> and, um, I still, I'm still supporting Pluto's I know, right, I right to be a planet. <laughs> and, um, but uh, this thing is five times further out wow. than Pluto. Fascinating. Fascinating. Is yeah. there any chance it's not a planet? 
we no, there's in. always it, it's very foolish to say no chance because um, you know you just don't know what you don't know, but the odds are looking very very good. Sixty billion miles from the sun. Yep. Amazing stuff, Michael Lemonick. All right, so there you have it. So that's an actual clip from a CNN uh, you know forum. Um, and that was who knows how many years ago that was probably back in 2009. Now they were talking a lot about the Kuk Kuiper Belt, and just for those of you who are not aware, the Kuiper Belt is actually a disc-shaped region, icy planetary bodies. Okay, and this includes dwarf planets just like Pluto. And yes, I know, I know, I'm one of you guys. You know, I remember how they used to tell us that Pluto was a planet, and now it's a dwarf planet. Thanks a lot, Neil deGrasse Tyson. You son of a bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, that's the so this region called the Kuiper Belt. It includes uh, Pluto, uh, comets beyond the orbit of Neptune, extends about 30 to 50 astronomical units. It's probably populated with about hundreds of thousands of these bodies, larger than 62 miles across, estimated, who knows, trillion more comets. So, you know, in other words, guys, we're going to be hearing about discoveries in this belt for a really, 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 probably beyond well, all of our lifetimes, really, and our children's lifetimes. And quite frankly, that pretty much debunks this thing in of itself. One of the things that I think a lot of these conspiracy theorists do not understand is that our universe is so big that it is impossible. I will say this again. Im- possible to get an idea of how big you cannot put it to math it has not been put to math there have been estimates but i once again will say they are estimates getting from that the scientific view of this whole thing actual real astronomers reject the idea of this happening Okay, and have. They point out that such an object so close to Earth would be easily visible to the naked eye. A planet such as Nibiru, it would create very noticeable effects in the orbits of the outer planets. Now, many counter this, saying the object has been concealed behind the sun for many years, even though this is geometrically impossible, okay? It's just not. And, you know... Many photographs showing Nibiru by the sun are, in fact, of lens flares, which are false images of the sun created by reflections within the lens. One particular astronomer, Mr. Mike Brown, noted that if this object's orbit were as described, it would only have lasted in the solar system for about a million years or so before Jupiter expelled it, and that there is no way another object's magnetic field could have such an effect on Earth. His assert now. The woman's assertions that the approach of Nibiru would cause the Earth's rotation to stop on its a- or its axis to shift violates the law of physics. And I don't care what you believe about religion or, or politics, whatever. The law of physics is part of natural law. You cannot, nothing can go against natural law. Okay? Now... Carl Sagan once noted that the energy required to break the Earth is not enough to melt it, although it would result in a noticeable increase in temperature. The oceans would be raised to the boiling point of water. Also, how does the Earth get started up again, rotating at approximately the same rate of spin? The Earth cannot do it by itself because the law of the conservation of angular momentum. Um, you know... In this 2009 interview with the Discovery Channel, Mr. Brown noted that while it's not impossible that the sun has a distant planetary companion, such an object would have to be lying very far from the observable regions of the solar system to have no detectable gravitational effect on other planets. For example, a Mars-sized object could lie undetected at 300 astronomical units, which, by the way, is 10 times the distance of Neptune. A Jupiter-sized object at 30,000 AU to travel 1,000. Okay, 1,000 AU in two years, an object would need to be moving at 2,400 kilometers a second. That's faster than the galactic escape velocity. At that speed, any object would be shot out of the solar system and then out of our galaxy. Boom, that's it. Now, many of these conspiracy theorists that believe in this imminent approach say that NASA is deliberately covering this up. 
One such accusation involves this IRAS, Infrared Space Observatory, launched in 1983. I told you I was going to give you two sides of this. The satellite briefly made headlines due to an unknown object that was at first described as, quote, possibly as large as the giant planet Jupiter, possibly so close to Earth that it would be part of the solar system. Please remember what I just said earlier about what Carl Sagan said. This, new pa- this newspaper article, and yes, I know I'm quoting things, but I'm, I'm kind of embellishing. and Well, not embellishing, but I'm you know, juxtaposing other things in there. Um, the newspaper article was cited by proponents of the new bureaucraticalism, beginning with Leader herself, as evidence for its existence. But when they did more analysis, it revealed that of several initially unidentified objects, nine were distant galaxies. The tenth was Cirrus in the galaxy. Basically, none were found to be in the solar system. Another accusation frequently made predicting it said that the U.S. government built the South Pole's telescope to track the trajectory of Planet X and that the object has been imaged optically. However, this telescope, which, by the way, is not funded by NASA, is a radio telescope. It cannot take optical images. Its South Pole location was chosen because of the low humidity environment. And there's no way, again, no way an approaching object could be seen only from the South Pole. So the picture of Nibiru that's posted on YouTube, by the way, was revealed in fact to be a Hubble image of the expanding light echo around the star, the 838 months. So, I mean, you know, there are so many. Every time they come up with something, it's, it's constantly debunked. And quite frankly, if we were going to be destroyed by this extrasolar planet, it would have happened already, okay? And we wouldn't even know about it. It's not something we can prepare for. There are certain events that will happen, that science said will happen, but they're going to happen astronomical timescale, the timescale of the cosmos. And gang, I'm going to tell you something. The timescale of the cosmos is way different than our own idea of time. Remember, human beings created this idea of time that we have. I'm not saying we created time, that we created day and night. Whatever. I'm saying we created the idea of time that we have now. This idea of 9 a.m. in the morning, 9, 9 p.m. at night, 12 a.m. at night, whatever. That's something we created because we were you know, to help divide up the day. I know, I know there's another whole big discussion about that that I don't even know if I'll ever get into. But anyway, Um. My point is the timeline and the, the idea of time with, for the cosmos is so fixed and is so different, it is almost incomprehensible for human beings to understand it. And right now, I don't have time to go into it right now, but if you've never seen the documentary series Cosmos by Neil deGrasse Tyson and the one preceding it by Carl Sagan, I strongly recommend you do because they – those documentaries give such a wonderful explanation of what time is like and what the cosmos really is. It will hopefully have you not believe in this crap anymore because that's what it is. It's crap. You know, I, I listen, I support cons- a lot of conspiracy theories. Okay. I really do. But when it, there comes a time when, you know, you see one and you, it's, if, if something looks like crap, smells like crap, it probably is crap. Anyway, there's that. I might get into this later another day if somebody wants me to. By the way, if there is a subject you would like me to discuss in a later episode, let me know. Hashtag Emmy Shift Show. Okay, so I promised I was going to try to play this uh, clip of this uh, awesome song by uh, Throne of... Uh, hold on. I I had a brain fart just now. Nightkeep. I was going to say Throne of Anguish. Nightkeep. And um, it's called Ex Tenebris. And I'm not going to play the whole thing because I want you guys to go to their website, nightkeep.bandcamp.com, slash album, slash X Tenebris. And I've already uh, put it on our Twitter feed. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's Dan Edenfield, Holden Strianez, and many others, X Tenebris. Enjoy. And thank you, by the way, for listening to The Graveyard Shift.
that universe. That satisfied feeling only comes from having finished a super epic, awesome episode of the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. Hosted by your illustrious host, Emmy. Make sure to follow on blogtalkradio.com slash the Graveyard Shift and our Twitter feed, hashtag Emmy Shift Show, to stay in the loop for future episodes. Until next time, Shifties, we're punching out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.